This is your Dream Boat Podcast, and with you as always is me, Scott, and, and my co-captain. me, Connor. Ooh, I was stepping on your toes there. Watch out but on the know, poop deck. We're slipping and sliding. It's a tight ship, you know. We're going to run into each other. So tight. Eventually. <laughs> so let's go ahead and unfurl that mainsail. We're going to do what we do. Uh, we have so many cool new user submissions. Thank you guys so much for sending those in. Super excited to dive on in. We have some really good ones. I'm actually pretty psyched about these ones uh, this week. Let's just dive right in. Scott, you have a submission, do you not? I do. I do. I have a submission from my former roommate. This is from Olivia. Thank you, Olivia. So the context here is that she she brought up her dream when she was talking about moving into her new place. And uh, there was sort of a fun, funny issue where someone had set up a for sale sign in front of their current house, I guess, that was, was had nothing to do with the uh, property owner. And so she was recounting to me a dream that had to do with that. Because as we know, real life tends to bleed in weird ways into our dreams. But here it is. So I had a dream that some punk-ass kids were trying to open our door because of the sign. So I went and opened it to scare them. And one of them jumped and slammed into a second door that doesn't exist in real life and broke it. They all ran away. But I saw the house where one of them ran to. So I went there. And there's a little girl on the porch. And I asked her where the kids live. She just taped a post-it note <laughs> that said meme house onto a plastic container of hair ties. Obviously, I'm like, WTF is meme house. And she said, just walk that way and you'll find it. And so I do. It's a house covered in religious bullshit. I knock on the door and somehow my dad, brother, and sister are behind me with some dogs that we don't have. The door opens and a bitchy woman answers and I'm like, do you have a son? She says no. Then there's her husband who's like, come in. So we do, and their son is sitting in the living room. I tell them what happened, and they're real mad at him. And then my dad and the other dad become friends, and all of a sudden we're all sharpening different knives, and then the dream ends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is some great stuff. It's a, it's dude, so very, many symbols. I don't think we've done knives, dude. I'm psyched on knives There's and dogs There's many right things. Now. So let's talk about doors, right? Yeah. According to J.M. DeBoard, the rad owl on Reddit with the book, The Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbols, Signs, and Meanings. Shout out to rad owl. Oh, look at you. I'm, yeah, using, I'm, I'm using my e-copy because I'm on remote this week. Thank you very much, rad owl, It's by su- the way. super cool. So, doors in a dream can connect the ideas of stepping into a new area of life or having a new experience or maybe moving... That last part was me. <laughs> yeah, that makes... Okay, if I were to freestyle it, that's probably where I would go with that. Yeah, a door can be used to make choices about what sort of person you are or will become. Kind of interesting. Hmm. But the, so, it, what, um, I, what I liked was the door that didn't exist in real life that the kid turned around and ran into. So yeah. you're like... Anyway, we can get more into that young man later. Well, on the topic of doors, I just did a quick little Ibn in here. And uh, he, just the first line here, because there's a whole page of doors, he says that a door in a dream 
represents the guardian of a house, right? Because that's the one thing keeping you away from, from the outside, outside world. world, right? Right, right. So there's huh, okay. there's meme house, and this <laughs> meme house is interesting. Meme house. I want to live in the meme house. Because it's covered with religious symbol. The religious bullshit? What was the exact It was religious wording? bullshit, yeah. Okay. was the, the exact terminology. And I've been trying to make an effort here to not curse on the podcast, but hey, if it's... I'm not going to not read a submission. Y'all you know? say nasty words in your submission. We, we you know, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Um, okay, so... Now what could this, that mean? What is this meme, meme house? Houses. What do houses mean in dreams? Yeah, let's start there. Because this has everything to do with houses. Here's home. Home is the life you build for yourself, represented as a building. The construct of your life is different areas, such as rooms, floors, and walls, just like in your own life. Okay, so house right here in uh, Ibn Sirin is all over the place. And this is kind of something I've noticed about this book, is it's always these contextual things that just are totally whack so it's like if the house has no roof or like you know if the house has seven wives in it so it's, it's going to be useless for this for this one we're gonna have to stick to our own freestyle and mr rad owl to get this one done for house Let's see inviting someone into your home can symbolize a new friendship now this is interesting because this young man was not invited and you maybe you're worried about allowing new people into your life in some ways if you will but there was there was a new friendship the dads right no but i'm talking i'm talking into the real life we'll get to what dads mean because like (laughs) okay so homeboy crushes the protector homeboy crushes the the door that doesn't exist there i don't worry about it not existing there that seems to me just like another step of dream logic you know sure well and the other thing is she's been dealing with a lot of things surrounding house and home recently Mm -hmm. now the other idea here is a home can symbolize your body so if there's been something attacking your body i don't know like bug bites or who knows i don't know medical things i'm not gonna step into any more than that it's very you know personal and subjective no no yeah but that's a that's i I see where you're going that's like uh yeah it represents the self in a way so it's like you you dreams about someone invading a home can symbolize difficulties, problems, or other sorts of disruptions to your peace of mind or your routine. That ties in pretty good with the whole moving out thing. Yeah, nothing what? quite ruins your routine as, f- I almost said a bad, bad word, as moving, because <laughs> that's how I feel about moving. It's not a whole lot of fun. Right, but tailing, tailing these people, I want to I wanna try and get down on what the, the religious slogans around it would mean, because in my mind... So you're talking I'm about meme house now, not... Meme house, right. Cause, not cause I'm just trying house. to wrap it a little bit together here. I, in my mind, I saw like a Westboro Baptist Church style thing with like, that's what I interpreted religious bullshit as. It's right, like, it's subjective. I, I suppose, but... Okay, but I, I'm not know. saying I don't agree with you. Yeah, so I'm imagining some sort of like a house of judgment that she follows these these ne'er do wells to. Interesting. Which uh, now, what do you think? What do you think that the post-it note on the plastic hair tie container, or is that just one of those (laughs) like insert random assortment of ideas together because I'm dreaming sort of thing? Yeah, I think that's just the brain kind of scratching the record there a bit because it can maybe, but who knows? Maybe let me see if there's anything. the red owl has to say about hair ties or scrunchies probably 
Okay, let me freestyle it, actually. Freestyle it, my dude. So, I don't wear hair ties. Wish I could. But um, I think if, if I were dreaming, my brain would take a hair tie and think of it as, like, a way to see more clearly, a way to keep, um, you know keep yourself together that kind of thing right See where that's I'm going? pretty fair i'm as a hair tie user mm-hmm. i'm with you so here's here's a, a girl who leads her in the right direction who's got a box full of keep inner your, peace keep and your control stuff together right right who's got a got a box full of control i feel like that that little girl is probably one of the more powerful symbols in this dream but uh kind of a guiding a guiding presence i suppose like the little girl in the matrix that's bending the spoons (laughs) that's a little boy but yeah or is it a little girl it's been a while who knows there is no hair tie we have her family and her and some dogs that they don't really have and i know we've talked a lot about dogs being a friendship man's best friend that sort of thing so for me having your family there and these dogs is there are people who have your back right whether you know exactly who they are in that moment or not. Your brain's like, and I can't remember all those people, so I'm going to insert dogs, cut, paste dogs. Okay, family wow, and yeah. dogs. That's really interesting because you get the box of clarity and control, and then you're suddenly with your family and your dogs. Mm-hmm. Because And you've found the right place to where you're headed, to this right. ne'er-do-well boy's house at whatever the Westboro Baptist Church lovers <laughs> place. We're painting a really interesting picture of these folks. So Yeah, this is getting weird. The the mom, right, we'll call her the mom because at first she seems like just the woman, right, because she denies having the son. But then we go inside and, of course, there he is watching it's Freakazoid. cartoons on the couch. Freakazoid, thank you. Could really go for a cup of coffee and a can of hash. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I am Cosgrove at heart. Anyway, so <laughs> family storms in. We find out that the kid is there, and then the dads are bonding. The dads are homies now. They get along. They and both they play the ultimate frisbee. Right? Oh yeah, they do. So they justice do. gets up, ends up being served in this case, actually. Now, one of my favorite symbols in here, and I'm imagining it like a. F- scene in like a weird David Lynch movie is all of a sudden everyone's sharpening knives. <laughs> Everybody together. Right? So yeah. in DeBoard's book here, there's some some great puns in here. Mm-hmm. Sharp as a knife, cut to the chase. I kind of like everyone, you know, it's cut to the chase, ma'am. I know your son is here. Here's a ne'er-do-well <laughs> and all these things. So let's just cut, to, let's cut, to, let's cut to the chase. But then everyone's like having a good time with you. Like we're having a you know a knife sharpening party. What is it, Cutco, where they show up to your house and they give you the whole demonstration? Yeah, like traveling sales folk. MLM. Just what is it? Uh, it's a scam. It's a pyramid scheme. Hey, a pyramid so scheme. It's a pyramid. You know scheme. how uh, you know how um, Ibn Sirin always has these really strange contextual versions of dream symbols. Yeah. Guess what he's actually got for us? Here. Sharpening knives. So what? My knives dude. Are, <laughs> knives are sharpened in the dream. It means that you will find someone who will be a true witness. What does that mean? I guess Whoa. this is kind of a good dream, man. There's a lot of good omens. That you out will of this. find someone who is a complete witness. Is that the word? True, wording? true, a witness. true witness. So an honest person who's willing to testify on your behalf. I guess. Wow, you called this mom out on the BS about not having the son. 
Yeah. And then they get to the truth and they scold the son. A true witness. Now that sounds like some religious bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Full no circle, man. Are you a true witness? No, I'm interpreting that as being like that's your subconscious telling you that there's probably someone real trustworthy, like who's who's I don't know if they've entered your life recently or whatever, but it's fresh enough on your mind that you're dreaming about it. So right? yeah, yeah. I think it's time to to freestyle and wrap this guy up. We gotta connect time to connect the dots. Okay. You give it a go. I'm still chewing my 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 hook here. So there have been intrusions or somebody's messing with your daily routine and your peace of mind. This is this like ne'er do well and you're getting set up in your new place and you're able to connect somehow to the box of clarity and clear seeing, which is the hair tie girl, and you find this house through intuition or other ways where you're able to see through the garbage that this lady is telling you with the support of your friends and family behind you, right? So you have this, in, you have this intrusion in your life, and you're able to see it clearly. So with, this, with the support of your friends and family, you're able to cut through the BS and become a true witness to how to solve this problem i agree 90 percent. i think okay so up until that very end there and i'm not disagreeing i guess i just would add that perhaps it's not you becoming a true witness it's that through all this difficulty and change and upheaval that at the end of it you're probably going to end up making new good honest friends or or turning old untrustworthy friends into good, you know, gratifying, honest friends. Make new friends, but keep <laughs> the old. One is silver, the other gold. It Sorry, old, it's, been a, it's been a while since we have sang on this podcast. This is yeah, really this, the, sub, the sub uh, log line for this is Dreamboat Podcast, Dream Analysis Podcast, and Singing Podcast. And also some, yeah, some, some merry melodies. So if you want to sing us your dream... Send us an audio file right to Dreamboat Podcast. Oh, dude, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and wrap one of my dreams one of these days. Well, that sounds great. We can do a dream wrap, dude. Hell yeah. So Scott, I had a I had a dream. Yeah. Do you want to? I don't know. Share it on our dream podcaster. Yeah, anything? I'm pretty sure I would. Yeah. Right. And it's been a little while since. Well, I guess I I shared. I know I shared last week as well. <laughs> But I haven't had had as many dreams, and I've been able to remember. And this one, I had woken up like in the in the morning before it was really time to get up. But I remembered that I should write it down, so I opened up my laptop and typed it out before I went back to bed. Because I just, if you go back to sleep, you ain't gonna remember that stuff. So be <laughs> safe. Thank you. More or less, my dream went like this: I was in the kitchen in my home and I think my mom was there and I don't remember how I was feeling or anything but the next thing I know Santa was at the door and Santa Claus brought dinner he just shows up and like it's not the holiday season not even in the dream he just showed up and he brought dinner and he was super genuine and 
I gave him a big hug and I just like started tearing up. I got really emotional because Santa came and, and brought dinner. Like he brought takeout. It was really lovely. And that, that was it. Like the dream ended before we ate it or anything. It's just like in the kitchen, Santa shows up, he brought dinner and I got real emotional. Oh my God. That's the perfect dream. Oh man. And it was, I mean, it was lovely. I felt really, I felt really, you know, good after. This is a terrible aside, but there's this wonderful comic that I read called Gun Show. And um, at one point, there's there's one one-off comic that's a total non sequitur mm-hmm. where he has a dream where he sees his old cat, Doosty, show up out of nowhere. And he gets just real emotional. And the cat's like nine feet tall. And he just starts blubbering and hugging him. He's like, Doosty, <laughs> I forgot to say goodbye. And I just imagine, like, Doosty is Santa in this for you. It's like a... My old childhood friend I haven't seen in forever. Kind of, th- I don't know if that's what you were feeling, but perhaps. So let's let's unpack Santa Claus. Okay, let's. So, you said maybe with your mother. You're not sure. If she yeah, was I. F- yeah, we're in. It was like my apartment kitchen, but I think my mom was there. Okay, but um, I, she didn't really play a big part of the dream. Like the important part of the dream, although she was there, maybe she does play a bigger part than I'm leading on to. I'm gonna look up mother because Santa Claus is not gonna be in an uh, Islamic well, dream. And Santa Claus isn't <laughs> in Jam de Board. No, he's not. But Kitchen is. All right. Well, seeing seeing a mother in your dream represents attaining your goal. Okay. So I'm trying to attain the goal. Now, what do you do in a kitchen? So Jam de Board writes, it's a room where food is prepared and cooked. When you need to prepare something in your life you can dream about it as working in a kitchen right so my mom is there working towards a goal i'm preparing for something right i'm cooking up an idea if you will and out of nowhere who comes with the sustenance of life but in effect the jolly man himself saint nicolas that's really interesting. So you're here prepping for your big goal, and like, working, and a jolly fat hard. man just walks in the door and gives it to you. He shows up and is like, "Hey, man, we got boneless wings, bro. Let's jam. <laughs> Let's get jolly." You know he likes his wings too. Dang. Okay, I think that was a really okay. On just just gonna kind of rehash what you just said. So yeah. You're in you're in the kitchen with mom, so. The context is there's a goal to be attained, or perhaps it's it seems like there's a difficulty. Hard and to I'm, say, right? And I'm combining all these different things together, a la mm-hmm. a kitchen, a la ingredients in my and inner then, kitchen. Now, I want to just freestyle real quick on what the hell Santa could mean, because it's like childhood is kind of mixed up in there, too. So Santa Claus, really for me, like... Writing a Christmas list, it's a wish list, right? You're wishing for something that, for me, for Christmas, I wasn't ever like, oh, Santa, I just want my great-grandfather not to pass away this year. It was always like, no, like Nintendo 64, please. Mm-hmm. You know, these mm-hmm. material things and whatnot. And I would never had to like ask Santa for a new kidney or ask for that kind of like miracle stuff. I've been very blessed in that regard. But for me, Santa Claus was, and my folks still give me stuff from Santa Claus. Or that is to say, Santa Claus still gives me Christmas presents, you know? It's still a thing. 
and the elves and the reindeer and whatnot when we have a, a big Christmas together. Well, that's good. That's the true generosity, right? That's the, the anonymous generosity where you can't even, maybe that have a, might have a little bit to do with it as well because it's not a particular person, dream person or anything. It's the, it's, it's, he's almost like a demigod. He's a man right. who can fly around the world in a night. You know, he's, he's greater than human, but. Maybe in some ways, like the spirit of giving, right? The Christmas no, in Skyrim, the spirit of he giving. would have his own shrine where you get, you know, a sacred Daedric item because Santa Claus would absolutely be a Daedra. But I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go on. So Santa Claus is like the spirit of giving, and the spirit of giving shows up and gives me exactly what I need. Maybe that's the you know the world's energy. The stars are lining up, and somehow <laughs> I'm gonna have this like great cosmic way to make it happen. You had a good dream. You had a good premonition dream. It sounds yeah. Like. Thanks, Santa. Dude, both of these sound like good omens. Just on uh, Olivia's on the surface seemed a little more sinister, but with the this is why you need us. This is why dream analysis is so important. I mean, hey, good omen dreams sure beat the alternative. I guess. Either way, you're ready for it. That was a a good one. So do you remember what the meal was that he brought? No, we never opened what was in the bag. He just, like, showed up with a bag of food. (laughs) Nice. But I remember just being, it was super heartfelt. Like, he didn't have to show up in July. Here's the twist. He opens the takeout box. It's all coal. Wow. Just tons of coal. (laughs) It was a nightmare all along. Yeah, I've had mineral deficiencies. So it just reverts back to a good omen. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do you think that's a good tie-up? Did uh, Were there any other bits I missed? I think that's good for me, my dude. Yeah, that was a solid one. We've had some people asking some questions, and they've brought it here to us experts to talk about some dream stuff. So is that correct, Amundo? That is incorrect, Amundo. Here we go. Dream Boys, I have a question for you. How come every time I fall asleep on my back, I immediately have nightmares? Almost every time I'm in a situation where I feel oppressed and I can't do anything about what's going on. Also, as I get older, it gets even more intense. And when I wake up from these nightmares, I'm momentarily paralyzed before I can move and turn the light on. I know I'm awake. I know the dream is over, but I cannot move at all. Would love to know your thoughts on this question. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. So I pulled up some very rigorous, extremely peer-reviewed internet sources. On oh, that sounds good. Mean. Like top hits on Google? Tell me more. Just this. <laughs> Apparently, sleep position can influence dreams and overall sleep, obviously. But I'm going to do a little bit of a condensed version of what is here. Sleeping laterally, which is to say on your side is the most common sleep position, and studies find that right-side sleepers experience more positive dreams and fewer nightmares than left-side sleepers. So literally getting up on the wrong, i.e. sinistro, i.e. left side of the bed, is probably bad. Left brain, right brain, that kind of thing. And then on a health front, for people with heartburn, uh, doctors say the left side is best. So you got to balance what you want in life. Do you want to... Just because of the way your gastrointestinal stuff's all hooked up? I guess. If you want to lay off the Prilosec, do some left... You have some bad dreams for a few nights, and then once it's all settled, get back on your on your right side. I remember someone told me something about sleeping, and like your on your right side is better because then your organs aren't like 
sitting on top of your heart because your heart is on the upper left side of your chest. So then, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I actually, I am most often a right side sleeper. I know this. I think I am as well. I sleep on my back and I sleep on my right side. Now, it does say that sleeping on your back is like the worst. It makes it harder to remember your dreams, apparently, and it also leads to a lot of breathing-related sleep disorders. Oh, I have that one, such as sleep apnea. You have sleep apnea? I do. You a snorer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a sleep talker. I'm a sleep... I snore so hard, like yeah. like 747 decibel. It's awesome. Oh, my goodness. I scare neighborhood dogs into barking. It's the best. So it also mentions here that multiple positions throughout the night, that's the best, dude. That's the mixtape. That's where you get negative... Give me that dreamy mixtape. Nightmare. But uh, during your rapid eye movement um, part of sleep, when the brain is very active, you can flip around and you can kind of remix your dream. I see it as almost like You said said flip around. I just imagine me like levitating and like (laughs) backflips. Doing a backflip and like laying back down. Stunting while you sleep. That's awesome. Back to sleep. And of course, Dr. Emer brought up that the final stint of REM sleep tends to be the most intense, which is the point where we wake up and we remember the most. Right. And late in your sleep cycle, for me anyways, tends to be when I'm flipping and flopping around the most because I wake up usually getting tied up in my blanket or Mm. that's just me personally. But I'm a big time like nighttime have to go to the bathroom guy. Yeah, me too. to get super personal, but hey guys, stay hydrated. It's good for you. I'm a big wake up in the middle of the night and Diablo kind of guy. You just never know. Just never know. Now, sleeping on your belly, I have heard and read and such that that can sometimes lead to some sexy time dreams <laughs> on your tummy because of the extra stimulation to the <laughs> genital regions. We're saving that for episode 69, but that is interesting as well. I think we can just say sleeping on your tummy, fine. We're not going to talk about what we're going to talk about in episode 69. Well, wait. So if you want to remix your dreams, get someone to flip you over a lot while you're sleeping, and if you're in a nightmare, just turn it into a sexy nightmare. Just have them flop you on your tummy, and then all of a sudden, you know, Satan's disrobing, cooing sweet nothings in your ear. Suddenly it's nice if that's what you're into. Who knows? Who knows? What if you sleep upside down? Like on your head? Like headstand? Or like hanging. Yeah, that opens a portal to hell, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think that would just make your face really red and your feet really white. (laughs) All the blood in your brain, it just just turns your dreams into overdrive, probably. All that extra blood, you know? We should try that. Do you want to do a cheese dream where you're like upside down all night while you're sleeping? Or sleep with your feet propped up? Well, they say if you snore, you can prop up your back, right? So you're kind of like laying on an incline. I bet that screws with your dreams, too. I'm going to try that tonight. Let's see if that helps. I'm just going to sleep outside. (laughs) I'm just going to sleep in my car. That's like sitting. I bet you'd have driving dreams if you were sitting in your car seat. Sleep in a bush. So my advice to our um, submission person here is that, yes, if you sleep on your back, apparently, according to a quick Google search that was very well referenced and researched, it probably leads to more nightmares. So my advice, the Dreamcast advice, sleep on your right side or remix it a bit. Sleep on your right side unless you're trying to have a boner dream or a lady boner (laughs) dream and then sleep on your tummy. Tummy side, right side. Those are the two good ones. 
If you gotta sleep on your left side, cool. But I guess sleeping on your back, especially if you know you have breathing issues or sleep apnea or the whatnot, you just have to try not to do it. And ways you can, if you have like a leg pillow or a body pillow, right? So if you get set up on your side, then you can put that pillow betwixt your knees. That's the winner for when it's really hot out too because then you don't get that thigh sweat. Chicken dinner. Wow. So, okay, I just traced the uh, breadcrumb trail for this article that was looked like a garbage article, but it actually leads to a study by uh, a Chinese university that is peer-reviewed by the American Psychological Association that says it's a uh, 2012 research from Hong Shu Yan University in Hong Kong. They looked at sleep habits and sleeping positions in 670 adults, and those who slept face down had the most vivid dreams, such as UFO sightings, love affairs, being locked up, sexual relationships with famous people. So they say there's no love affairs. Mix all that together, love affairs with UFOs, not aliens. That's what some people say that abduction's like. about rectal probing. I don't know, my dude. Hey, full circle. Much like a UFO. Unable to breathe. I've had that one. I've had one where I'm like choking on my pillow and then in my dream I can't breathe. You know, tummy tummy sleeping sounds like kind of a gamble. Yeah, I don't know. Cause yeah, it could also be face down on your pillow and be like <laughs> Like what? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Thanks for correct, correct, correct. Yes. So it sounds like it's anecdotal. Uh the cool part about doing this podcast is that we are on the forefront of all this research. Uh, the brain grant, brain research grant that was done in the Obama administration might hopefully lead to some fun dream facts in the future. Here we'll see how far. Yeah, that it's goes. too bad we didn't get a slice of that pie. That would have been nice. Yeah, come let's on, Obama. The... We've always been cool to you. Now, you remember, remember two thousand eight? Remember two thousand twelve? Those dream boys need forty million dollars to record their dreams, like that stuff in the National Geographic article in episode fifteen. My fellow Americans. <laughs> Yes. find ourselves on the precipice today <laughs> research on the brain and these boys the podcast doing great things not only for the working people of america but for the world thank you mr president for coming on the dream boat podcast we really appreciate it and it's nice to have a high profile guest other than those dr emer bros oh goodness yeah the emer brothers they love they woof. They definitely woof. woof. They ellipsis woof. <laughs> Speaking of interesting guests, I guess we can. Yeah, let's drop it. A, yeah, we are preparing to have J.M. DeBoard, the Rad Owl, author of Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbol Signs, and Meanings, here on the Dreamboat Podcast as a guest. So if you all have looked into his research and his writings and stuff if you have any questions you'd like to ask the rad owl let us know because we are formulating our questions for him right now so it may be two or three weeks but if you got something you won't know let us know dreamboat podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com not to get too real on our dream podcast but it is nice to have a uh, real authoritative person who wrote a book on the subject. I have a few questions I'd like to ask. Please, we take submissions and all. But this is kind of a big deal for us. We're going to have our first guest. So it's anything that you're mildly curious about, who would know better? Who, who, who would know better than the Rad Owl? Send in those submissions to dreamboatpodcast at gmail.com or even our Facebook. But let's get those in now because uh, at the time of probably listening to this, we'll have 
couple weeks until till the interview itself, right? Yeah, or, just just about, yeah. Just week about. Or two. So yeah, get those in. Hey, uh Connor. Scott. I've been having a few more dreams than usual these last few weeks. So I've I've got a little a little couple back burner one offs, little baby okay. ones. You know, I think we have time probably for a shorty short. So you got a shorty, shorty short, short for us here, sport? You got a shorty I, short, sporty sport? Shut your mouth. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Uh, a lot of these dreams were dreams that definitely were longer narratives that I woke up and could only remember the last bit. And there are times, too, where I can feel it trickling away out of my brain as I'm trying to remember it. So mm. there's one where I am at a rock climbing gym that's in a sort of mall. Like who's, rock, who's Rock Jim? I've never met Rock Jim. Is he one of your friends? Rock Jimothy. Yes, he's oh. a famous actor. Okay, tell me more about this Rock Jim at the mall, you said? It's like a kiosk, though. It's not a full <laughs> rock gym. It's a little kiosk. No, wait, it gets better. And uh, the guy's got almost like a giant treadmill up on its side that's scrolling up while I'm climbing. So I'm staying in place like four feet off the ground, oh, but I'm climbing dope. and climbing and climbing. And the whole background, like obviously there's there's footholds and handholds and stuff on it as it rolls by, but there's a giant canvas rolling by as well with scenery. Hold on. Can, so, you, can you stop for just a second, Scott? Hold on, I just have to go, let me go file a patent. I'll be right back. Yeah, no, seriously, it's a great idea. And so I'm climbing this thing at the kiosk, patent filed. If you need a notary, I'm not a notary, so don't ask me. Okay. I want to be a notary. But I'm climbing this thing, and it's like a, a, a vista of mountain range, and then I'm underwater, and there's fish, you know, and then there's like a jungle. Yeah, and I'm like climbing this rock. Hold on, hold on. How do you, how do you climb up a mountain and then through the ocean? I just kept going, dude. It was great. It was interdimensional climbing wall. And then uh, I woke up, and I was exhausted because, like, I was really, like, gripping these hands. And, like, it, was, it had to be, like, a 5'11", 5'10". It was a tough climb. What's a 5'11", 5'10"? Oh, okay. Is that a, is that a thing? Just oh, okay, okay rock star. All right, rock star. I can't even do a 5'11 in real life, so at least I could do it in my dream. Rock star. <laughs> you're not even 5'11 in real life. What are you talking about? Uh, you're like 5'9". Like <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was my dream. This is, this is interesting. Yeah. I think what we, what, what you are experiencing... I'm going to look up mountain, okay? Okay. A mountain being a metaphor for a huge task, major difficulty, or a long slog. Now, somehow, you have found yourself in an artificial long slog, long slog <laughs> that will never end. It's just virtual and perpetual. The virtual perpetual long slog. Yeah. <laughs> up a up a mountain and an ocean and a jungle. Taking on challenges that require effort over a period of time. Woof. Yeah, if I had to find a real life corollary to that, I think my current long slog in life. So I love my new job. It's great. But 90% of my time, 70% of my time I am filing papers over and over and over, and I'm scanning them, and I'm doing naming things, and so like a lot. Well, of you have my... to you have to deal with all those little little tiny uh, swimming creatures. Those like little micro fish, right? You got so you got little tiny 
fish. Little tiny fish. Micro fish. Whoa, and that scrolls like a treadmill too. A micro fish? I wouldn't know. No, seriously, that's what it was. It was a lot of the scrolling, scrolling monotony. So that was my dream being like, oh, you, you you had a boring one. Let me give you a weird, goofy one. Well, maybe that is, yeah, maybe it's just spitting back part of your day to you. Like, hey. Wouldn't it be cool if it was better? Wait, I know you're just, you know, in the first part of your career here, but it's going to be microfiche for a while. Guess what? Microfiche for dinner. It was still fun. I had a nice time. That sounds fun. I mean, rock climbing is great. It's a great time. For real, though? Don't nobody make that. You heard it here first. That thing the, is it a real patentable, probably makeable thing. The thing I wouldn't know is how the handholds would shift. Anyway, we should probably stop yeah, talking about this before mm. somebody. We'll, we'll have a meeting. <laughs> That'll go right on there with the fiber optic guitar strings. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Well, you, But you hear about all these people who do actually invent things in their dreams. Yeah, apparently Tesla had a lot to do with that, and there was some... Um, what Einstein? Well, that that one's not not too corroborated, but I'm sure there's some real great smarty pants through the millennia that have dreamed some stuff and went and then made a million dollars or like I don't know, got like Da Vinci famous, like the guy who dreamed up the first dog. It's like we take the wolves and we just love them. We just give them meat. It worked in my dream. I threw a stick. He brought the stick back, and he didn't want to bite my. Mother. Can't do that. There'll never be a time when wolves will shake your hand for a carrot, and then here we are. What do you All know? right, guys. I think that was a nice wrap-up. I think so as well. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again this week. Sorry for last week's little shorty. I mean, it was a fun one. It was nice to get back to our own dreams, but, you know. Hey, we, we were trying just to get something out there because, bottom line, we really appreciate all y'all that listen and follow us, and we didn't want to shake up the schedule, you know? I wanted to leave you with something. That's but, true. But uh, now that life is getting a little less crazy, I know I'm getting a little bit into the less crazier zone. You're getting a little more regular zone. We're going to get you them good, good episodes you've come to know and love. Get that good, good. Uh, once again, we take your submissions to heart dreamboatpodcast at gmail.com. We respect anonymity. If you want your name out there, if you want a funny name, we're cool with that as well. If you are writing a book and you send us a dream and you want us to also tell people about your book or your band or your business and you send us a dream, let us know. (laughs) But for the most part, you know, get at us and, and tell people about it. We would... We used to, as of right now, don't spend any money on advertising. We don't really have a budget. We basically pay to host this thing, uh, as in host it on the web and get it out there. But we would love to get it in front of some more peeps and mm-hmm. get even more dreams, uh, an even deeper ocean of submissions. We're the best dream podcast out there by far. We listen to the others, and I mean, not to throw shade, but <clears throat> we're, 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 we're much better. We are the cream. We're the dream of the crop. All right, every, yep, on that note, on that note, puns to end on. I like Dream of the Crop. Yeah, Dream of the Crop's pretty good. Dream of the Drop. See y'all next week. Bye bye now.